Hello and welcome to Social Media Ministries. My name is Spencer Kaufman. Thank you for being with us today. It's a great day to be listening to the words coming from Jesus. Today we're kicking off a four-part sermon series, so I hope you continue to be with us for the next four weeks or three weeks. Uh, if you count this one, it's four weeks, obviously, but the next three weeks because it's an excellent sermon series on who do you serve. You got to think about that. Who do you serve in life? Now, before we dive into this, if this is your first time with us, great time. It's, it's going to be an excellent sermon series, but take advantage of the like buttons and the subscribe buttons wherever you're, you're listening and getting this content because you do not want to miss what's coming next. So hit that bell icon, the subscribe button, etc. If you're a returning visitor, please use those share icons. This is the week to do it. Share with others. Get it on your social media to bring more people in so they can catch the beginning of this sermon series and stay with us all the way through it. But don't worry. If anyone comes in in the middle of it, maybe they didn't watch the first one, they can always get caught up. We're going to have a playlist on the YouTube channel that is called Who Do You Serve? And they can watch all of them right there. All right, today, number one, we're kicking it off. Jesus wants followers that are 100% with him. 100%. He doesn't want people that follow him most of the time, some of the time, or who follow them when it's convenient. That's one we see a lot. People are like, yeah, I follow Jesus. They talk about Jesus. They sing worship songs. They got the worship music playing in the background at work, in the office, whatever. But then, as life goes on, things may happen. They're chewing out someone. They're getting mad here. They're driving their car cursing out all the people that are cutting them off or speeding past them or didn't use their blinker. They're uh, angry at home. They complain all the time. They engage in workplace gossip. They're talking about the employees when they're not there. They're thinking they're entitled. They're thinking they're better than everyone else. Oh, you and me, we got to stick together. And they just have all of these toxic, toxic interactions with other people. Now, if that's you, you probably don't recognize it's you, but I bet you might be thinking of someone else who that fits in your life. Now, if that's so, maybe this would be a good time to share this with them, or for you, even better than sharing this, for you to start to be an example to that person. Make sure you don't have any of that. When they start doing that with you, when they start complaining to you, when they start gossiping about others or trying to get involved in drama, you just say, you know what? That's not right. I, don't, I, I can't handle that type of negativity. It's not healthy and it does no good. It has no benefit. And, and pretty soon they're going to be like, yeah, that guy, he never likes when people gossip. And then maybe they'll be gossiping about you. But guess what? Who cares? You're not engaging in that behavior. You gotta be 100% with God. He wants an army. He does. He wants an army of dedicated believers who are ready to fight. Now, of course, I don't mean a physical fight. I'm talking spiritually. Taking it to a spiritual level. We talked about that in another sermon that you really need to check out. It's on temptation and how Jesus was tempted just like you, 
check that out. It's on our YouTube channel. He took the fight to a spiritual level. He brought it beyond the physical, metaphysical level. You can do it too. Take these fights, fight in a spiritual world. Luke 11.23, Jesus, Jesus says, whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. What do you think that means? It's black and white. Jesus is saying, one or the other. If you're not with me, you're against me. There's no gray. There's nothing in the middle. So the next time you're thinking of sharing a Bible verse on your Facebook or sharing one of these sermons or maybe another video or, or posting about a great uh, Bible message or uh, a celebrity that, that stood up for their faith or anything like that, maybe a movie you're going to share, and then you think, wait a minute, what if so-and-so sees that? And then you don't share it. How often does that happen? That happens a lot. You think, well, what would other people think? Or you don't want to post a certain thing because you're worried about people commenting on it. Or you don't want to say certain things or act certain ways, uh, professing your faith maybe in the workplace or in public because you, you don't want to be attacked. You're not 100% with Jesus if you're behaving that way. Therefore, I challenge you. I challenge you. Get out there and do it. The next time you think of doing something or, or when someone asks you to share something or post something, I'm not saying you have to do it all the time. What I'm saying is that your social media is an excellent tool to reach way more people than you can by yourself. How are you using it? Are you using it effectively and, and with the intent of reaching others for the kingdom of God? Or are you using it to build your own personal self? It's a great question. Now, I understand. It, uh, some people, their social media is a business. Maybe you're an influencer, so it's your personal brand. And yes, you're posting to build that personal brand. And your followers expect a certain thing. And so for you to deviate from that, yes, I understand that could be detrimental to your business. But guess what? Every now and then, you could slip something in when you do a video or when you post something for your followers, you could put a, a reel on there that says what you believe in. You could let your light shine and let it be known what you do. You don't necessarily have to share other people's content on your influencer page. But maybe on your personal socials, that's where you could let it come out. The question is, what are you doing? What are you using it for? Are you using it to build yourself or to build God? Even in your life, if you're worried about what someone else might think or say when you do something, who are you building? Who are you serving? You have to ally yourself with Christ. You really do. You must. If you're not with him, you're against him. It's very simple. Where do you want to be? Do you want to be with him or against him? I want to be with him 100%. I don't want to be against him at all. I don't even want to have the chance of slipping over to the against him side. There's no way. It's like when you have dodgeball 
in the gym and there's the middle line, the half court line. Everybody lines up against this wall. Everybody lines up against this wall. If this is the with and this is the against, I want to be against the wall all the time so that I am with him. I don't even want to be creeping up close to that center line to start being against him. I'm going to be way back here. Why? Because I'm 100% with Jesus. That's where I want to be. That's where you want to be. Get there. If you're here in the middle, uh, between half and the, and the zero, you're maybe at a quarter. You're at the free throw line. Get back. Get back. Be with Jesus 100%. There is no middle ground. You can't be standing on the half court line. That's the fence. You know, you, you have people who are on the fence. You can't be on the fence. You got to be with or against. You can't be on the fence. You're either hot or you're cold. With, against. There is nothing in the middle. So guess what? If you're not with, you're against. If you're not hot, then you're cold. That's the facts. If you're not hot, you're cold. Jesus does not want lukewarm people. That would be here on the half court line. You cannot be lukewarm. Lukewarm is even worse than being cold. The cold people don't know any better. They're unbelievers. If you're a believer, you become hot, then all of a sudden you're getting lukewarm, you're on your way back to cold. You knew the good stuff and you rejected it. Don't reject it, take it back. Get it in your life. Be hot. We had a sermon on that called Be Hot. Check it out. It's worth watching. Revelation 3.16. Get your Bible. Revelation 3.16 says, So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. Guess what? This is Jesus speaking. Because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold. You're on the half court line. You're on the fence. Get off of there. He'll flick you off that fence. He's going to spit you out of his mouth. He doesn't want you. Seriously. You say, that's harsh. Jesus wants everyone. Those are his words. He is about to spit you out of his mouth. What are you going to do about it? Be hot. Get over on the hot side. Jesus wants you to be with him 100% of the time. In the same way, he says, whoever is not against you is also for you, though. So you have, whoever is not with me is against me. But then in Luke 9.50, so turn there, Luke 9.50, Jesus is saying, whoever is not with you is against you, but whoever is not against you is with you. He says, do not stop him, Jesus said, for whoever is not against you is for you. So kind of the reverse, but this is different. We have two scenarios here. One where Jesus is saying, hey, whoever is not with me is against me. Another where he's saying, whoever is not against you is for you. Which means if you are going through life and, and in, this, in this physical world, you know there are two worlds here. We're in a physical realm, and we've got a spiritual realm. And your job is always to fight in the spiritual realm. you got to be 
winning souls. You got to be sharing Jesus. You need to be fighting spiritually. And when you start getting attacked in the physical realm, you start feeling beat down. You start feeling depressed. You, you start feeling like work is overwhelming. You, you're, getting, you're getting lower and lower and lower and you're getting beat down. What do you need to do? You got to take that to the spiritual realm. You gotta, you gotta recognize the source of the problem. You say the source of the problem is my coworker or my boss. That's not the source of the problem. The source of the problem is evil, the enemy, the demons, Satan, whoever is behind that evil in your life, behind that coworker, behind your boss, behind wherever that's coming from. That is the root of the problem. You gotta fight that. You gotta fight that. Why? Why do you need to fight? Well, and how? How do you fight it? You start, you say, hey, I can't be fighting with my coworkers. I can't be fighting with my boss. No. You're not fighting with your coworkers. You're not fighting with your boss. You're fighting with the evil behind or inside your coworkers or your boss. How do you do it? Scripture. Share Jesus. Be the light. When they start attacking you, when they start chewing you out for no reason, when they're fighting and attacking someone else, you got to stand up. You got to say, hey, that's unacceptable. Jesus wouldn't want that. Boom! Solves the problem. If you just say, hey, that's unacceptable, you're out of line. Bring Jesus into it and let him take over that fight. You think that you can do it on your own? You say, no. I don't bring God or religion into the workplace. I, I'll get in trouble for that. You want to do it on your own? You probably will get in trouble. You go up to your boss who's reprimanding someone and you know that it's wrong because it's, it's not proper. They didn't do anything to deserve whatever's going on. And you say, hey, that's unacceptable. That boss is going to be like Jesus to Peter. Get behind me, Satan. You're out of line. You got to bring it up. Say, hey, they didn't do anything to deserve that. Don't treat them that way, please. That's not what Jesus would do. And, and then leave it at that. And if they start coming after you, then that's when you got to step it up. Bring in the scripture. Bring in how you live your life. And guess what? Sometimes in this world, yes, there may be trouble. Maybe you get fired for that. But then you weren't supposed to be there anyway. As long as you are doing it correctly, and with Jesus. Otherwise, other times, you may bring that up. This person might get so mad they walk away and then they start thinking about it because Jesus is going to work on them. You brought it in. That's how you fight. You got to take it to the spiritual level and let God fight for you. We talked a whole sermon about that. Let God fight for you. Check it out. you get what Jesus is saying? If you're not with him, you're against him. But in this world, there could be other people. And if they're not against you, you got to team up with them. They're for you. They're for you. That's what he was telling the disciples. It's two different levels. Jesus is in the spiritual. You're either with him or against him in the spiritual. We're here on earth. People, if they're not against you, they're for you. Therefore, they're with you or against. But if they're not fighting you, they're an ally. Even if they're not involved, they could be on the fence in this world. It's in the spiritual world, you cannot be on the fence. you got to be moving. 
You got to be hot. You got to have that fire inside of you. You need to be the light. You got to be salty. Guess what? If you're really salty, you put a whole bunch of salt on your mashed potatoes and you eat that, you're like, that's too salty. Same way, if you're salty, you might be kind of giving people a bitter face once in a while. God says you got to be salty, though. Keep it in mind here, though, on earth. If someone isn't fighting against you, yes, they may not be with Christ, but they're still with you. They may like you. They may support you. They may think you're a great person. They're not fighting against you, so they're with you. Now it's your job to get them with Christ. They're with you on this level. Bring them up with you in the spiritual level. They're on the fence with Christ. They're standing on that half-court line. They're waiting for the, the ref to put the ball out there early so they can snatch one up before the game begins. They're waiting. They're in the middle. They're on the fence. Yank them over. Get them in the with you side. Get them in the with Jesus side so that you can bring them to that spiritual level and they can start fighting with Jesus. They can be hot. I know this could be somewhat confusing, but think of it as two realms. A lot of movies going on with ulterior dimensions and, and, and extra places and everything. So maybe it's a little more relatable now because maybe you've seen those movies or all this craziness going on or with all of the metaverse stuff happening online where you have all these extra worlds and lands that you can literally go to with VR, virtual reality. Think of it like that. You got reality. People are either, uh, if, they're, if they're not against you in reality, they're for you. But they're probably on the fence with the virtual reality. They don't know much about it up here. They don't know much about the spiritual realm. They're living here in the reality. Your job, anytime something happens, you want to be fighting in the virtual reality. Why? This is what's going on controlling everything else, kind of like Matrix or something. you got a lot of analogies you can choose from. you got to take the fight here. So these people who are not against you, that are on the fence, you want to introduce them to the spiritual. You want to bring Jesus to them and get them into this level, this dimension, this new space, the spiritual realm, virtual reality. I mean, but it's real. It's just an example. And up here, they can either be with Jesus or against Jesus. There is no half court. There is no free throw. It's one field. It's all open. It's not divided like the basketball court gymnasium with, with the dodgeball line and everybody's here and here. This, it's all one. And if they're not with Jesus, they're against Jesus. So you got to bring them here to here. How do you do it? Share. Be an example. Be the light. Be the salt. Yes, it is a little confusing. If you have questions, comment below. Maybe you've got a great analogy from a movie or from something going on or a VR or the metaverse. Put it down there for others. Your analogy could help other people understand what's going on. Really, in reality, the bottom line is what you need to worry about. Not really worry about, but what you need to be concerned with is whether or not you are with Christ. That's your concern. 
Are you with Christ? That's number one. Focus on that. Are you with Christ? If you're not with him, you're against him. That means every single day, you need to be making an effort to be with him. How do you be with Christ? Application right here. Read your Bible daily. Pray multiple times a day. Not simply daily. When you wake up in the morning, pray. Ask God to be with you. As you go through your day, keep praying. Before you go to bed, pray. Teach others to do the same. If you're a parent, do it with your kids. If, you're, if you have a spouse, do it with your spouse. Significant other, do it with them. Parents, if you're a child, pray with your parents. Pray with others. That's how you start being with God, being with Jesus. You know you're with him when you do all of this stuff all day long. How could you be against him if you're actively living for him? That's what you got to find out. Where are you? Make the effort to be with Christ. And if you're with him, you can sway those people on the fence toward Christ. You say, I don't know how to sway him. Just live your life. Live your life for Christ. You are an example. You're a light in the darkness. People like light. In the darkness, what's valuable? You want a $100 bill when it's pitch black and you can't see where you're going? Sure, take it. You might not be able to even reach it. But if I say, hey, I got a little cigarette lighter, you'd probably be like, here's my $100 bill. Take it. Because you want the light. Why? So you can see where you're going. And others will follow you. They'll follow that light. Why? Because you got the only one. If you be that light, they will follow you. They will follow you. Be committed to God. You can watch a whole playlist on it here on how to commit to God. Be fully committed. Study the scripture. Read your Bible. Pray. Share the gospel. And do what it says. Then you will be with Jesus. You got to do it. You can. Always pray. Have a war room in your house. That's how you fight. Get a little room, go in there and pray all the time. If you haven't seen the movie War Room, it's a great one. People who are with God can do many incredible things. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this time together. I ask that each and every person out there who is watching or listening, that they would examine their heart and their mind and their life, do a little soul searching, and find out, are they truly with you? Are they hot? Are they full of salt and light? And Lord, I pray that that answer would be yes. That they would make it yes. That every single day they would make a conscious and willing effort to be living with you and for you every single moment of every single day. That they would be the salt. That they would be the light. That others will follow them because they're the light in the darkness. That they would be able to sway the people on the fence who are not against them, then they must be for them. That they would sway them and bring them with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you're watching this and you're one of those people who's on the fence, you say, you know what? I, I, I don't know if I'm with Jesus, but I'm, I'm not against him. I don't want to be against him. And you say, you know what? I, I like your messages. 
And I'm not helping you with them, but I'm not against them. You're on the fence. You're in the middle. If that's you, you can make a decision today to get off the fence, to come over and be with Jesus. It's really simple. All you have to do is say a prayer. You pray, Dear Jesus, I want you to come into my life. I want to be with you. Please forgive me for my sins. Thank you for dying for me. I want to live my life for you for the rest of my life. You say amen. Now, if you need help with that, if you have questions about that, comment below, send us a message, reach out. Talk to your local church, talk to someone. This can happen. You can be with Jesus, and he will change your life. God bless.